Giddy up, and welcome to another edition of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. I am your host, T O Double D, and I'm glad you could join us this week. You know, this week's going to have a very, uh, we'll call it, monster edge to it. Uh, so why not start with one of the monsters of the ocean in Jaws? Has anybody out there been watching Shark Week? And did you happen to catch this week's, uh, we'll call it, big ticket attraction for Shark Week? It was the baddest man on the planet. The former undisputed boxing champion of the world, Iron Mike Tyson versus Jaws. So, for those of you who may not know what I'm referencing or speaking about, um, Shark Week on the Discovery Channel took place last week. And um, what they did this year was they took Mike Tyson into the ocean, uh, the, the west end of the Bahamas to be exact, and they made him swim with sharks. And I'm going to explain to you a little more in detail. Um, but uh, this was fun. I, I enjoyed this. Uh, there was some educational parts as well as some very funny parts. You know, I got to say, Mike Tyson is a funny guy. You know, we always think about him or I always think about him having grown up in his prime. I always think about him, you know, most of the time as the, the vicious boxer. Um and the, you know, the undisputed heavyweight champion that he was and probably, you know, behind Ali and, and Holyfield, he's probably, you know, perhaps the third greatest boxer of all time. So I always think about the uh, pugilistic side of Mike Tyson, but as he gets older and as I guess he gets into this uh, second phase of life, his post-boxing career, he's a funny dude. I mean, he cracks me up. He even made me laugh in, in this, I, their first their first go on a boat out to the, the ocean in the Bahamas, he's comparing himself to Jacques Cousteau and Jack Hanna, uh, which was just great, great Tyson uh, speak. And, and just, uh, it just, it made me chuckle quite a bit. Um, he is trained by a uh, Navy diver by the name of Paul Gelder. Uh, Paul himself was attacked by a bull shark in 2009 while on a Navy dive, and uh, he has, now has a prosthetic leg and a prosthetic arm, um, but he still is an active diver, and he is the one who teaches Tyson how to dive and how to prepare for the sharks. Uh, the show is structured in three rounds. So the first round is Tyson going in a cage dive, with lemon sharks. The second round is an open dive where he's just getting comfortable with sharks being around him. And then the third is putting a shark to sleep with his hands. I found this amazing because I'll be very honest with you. I never knew that you could put a shark to sleep with your hands until I had a son and we started watching Octonauts on the Disney Channel. Uh, and the Octonauts taught me that you can put sharks into a catatonic state. Um, so some people may have learned this on the Octonauts. Other people may have learned this by watching Mike Tyson versus Jaws. Um, but uh, Tyson is joined by Dr. Craig O'Connell, who is a shark scientist, and uh, Andy Castagrande, who is a shark cinematographer. And as I mentioned, they go to the Bahamas. They do a deep sea dive. You get to see Tyson training throughout this. He trains in an Olympic-sized pool with a with an animatronic shark and, and everything else. But he, I give Tyson credit in relatively short fashion. 
um, he gets out there and he is swimming with actual sharks and it is he says it is an absolute fear of his and one of the reasons why he wanted to do this was to overcome that fear um, and I thought the coolest part or one of the coolest parts was they were putting this reef shark in a catatonic state because they're going to attach a camera to its fin for further research further research um, so I, I thought um, that was really cool. They did it. Tyson was successful. Um, once again, the, the undisputed heavyweight champion wins another fight. He puts this giant reef shark to sleep. Um, and they attach the GoPro you know, research camera to the shark's fin. And the shark takes off. And we get to see the footage of the camera shots and everything. And it really is. Uh, it really was pretty amazing. And I thought one of the coolest things was, and um, as they try to explain in the show, Paul does a good job, uh, Paul DeGelder, who is a Navy diver with Tyson, does a good job of explaining this. Um, for me, this was the takeaway, which I thought was really cool. Without a healthy ocean, we don't have a healthy human population. So sharks are important to a healthy ocean. So what he's trying to get is to remove the fear that human beings have from sharks and, and help them understand the importance of sharks. You definitely, as you see in this show, you have to be respectful. You have to be careful that, you know, there's so many things that they're trying to teach Mike in a short period of time. Um, but overall, I thought it was really cool. It was different than what I thought. I thought it was going to be more gimmicky. It was actually really cool. And, and I didn't realize that the reason why they were doing it was to attach a camera to the shark for further research so I thought that was really cool and Mike seemed really proud that he was able to do something um, to help out you know with oceanic research and um, you know he, he was really happy about it and he definitely you know he admits he overcame a fear so it was a good show it was good fun um, and it was really cool uh, on another Tyson note for those of you who uh, were looking forward to his fight against Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones Jr. that's the name I'm looking for uh, coming up in September that has been postponed to November. The reason given was for training purposes for both boxers. I think there's a little bit more there to that in just the simple fact that I think if you're Tyson, the only reason why you're making this comeback is for a gate. And if you're a promoter, I think the only reason why you're putting Tyson back in a ring is for a gate. So I think you're pushing it to November in hopes that maybe things will be a little different uh, in terms of the pandemic. And maybe even if it's not a full arena, they can at least have some fans where if they're tracking for September still, it looks like it would be a fight in front of no fans. Um, so I believe that's why the, the change was made. But again, I, I don't know. That's just speculation on my part. Holy sweet Jesus, mother of God, good Lord, I... I think I passed a kidney stone. Whew. Man. Man. I don't know what it was, but I can only guess kidney stone at this point. I'm not a doctor. May have to get Shinto on the show and ask him what went on today. But boy, um, I'm starting to feel my age a little bit. I, I gotta be honest with you. I've always looked at myself as being in good shape for my age. Um, up until this year, this year has been a little rough. I had some health issues. Um, almost about a year ago um, that made me kind of feel very for the first time very kind of made me feel my age and somewhat vulnerable um, 
recovered from them, um, but it definitely set me back a little in, in terms of my conditioning and my shape and everything. But uh, so let me tell you, let me explain to you what went on. So I'm in the pool. It's very warm today. So I'm in the pool, just relaxing. Been drinking a lot of water, obviously trying to stay hydrated. And, and so I feel the urge to go to the bathroom. I get out of the pool, go into the pool bath. I'll try to not, you know, not get too graphic for our listeners, but I go into the pool bathroom. I'm standing up, urinating into the bowl, and all of a sudden, and again, I drank a lot of water, so it's a strong stream coming out. There's, it's, it's got some power behind it. Uh, it is like, a, I don't know how to explain it. It's like somebody punched me in my kidney but like had a blade or a spike between their knuckles when they punched me and it inserted right into my kidney my whole entire left side just locked up in like a spasm contraction type thing there was such intense pain in my kidney it it felt like a shard of something was definitely going through my kidney I again mind you maybe TMI but I'm standing to pee at this point I am now doubled over at the hips still peeing still going still in massive amounts of pain all I see is white everything around me is white the pain is so intense and all I want to do is stop peeing but I can't stop peeing so I'm in so much pain I'm literally doubled over and I'm saying just stop just stop please stop peeing stop peeing stop peeing um but man I don't know what it was but I can only assume kidney stone. I mean, obviously, I guess I'm going to have to check up with the doctor and and see what this was. But I was was like so hurt afterwards. Uh, It was like exhausting. I just I literally went and I sat back down in the pool for like 20 minutes by the the little uh, the heated jets uh, so that the hot water could just hit my back and, and, and try to relax me. Again, if it wasn't a kidney stone, I don't know what it was. Um, again, I probably need to get it checked. <laughs> I will get it checked, but that was something. And it made me feel so kind of old today because that hurt like a mother. And anybody who knows me, I, not to sound braggadocious or anything, but I have a pretty high pain tolerance. Of course, as I'm getting older, it's going down a bit. But, you know, I've had reconstructive shoulder surgery. I've had MCL knee surgery. Um, you know, I've, I've had a fractured jaw before, so I'm, I've dealt with pain in my life and, and, and I've had therapists tell me that I have an a, a extremely high pain tolerance. Dude, this was nuts today. <laughs> the pain was nuts. Uh, and I can only hope I passed it. Like I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's still not like floating around in there and it's still going to come out through my urethra. I'm hoping that that pain, if that was a kidney stone, that that pain was it kind of shattering and, and coming out somehow um already i hope it's still not lingering around in there all right right now on random thoughts and best regards i want to welcome in my good buddy you'll remember him from the last dance episode terrence what's going on my friend I think thanks for having me, man. Just uh, trying to enjoy life right now. I, I I hear you, and we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna enjoy this segment because we're gonna talk about one of our favorite TV shows <laughs> that we spent a lot of time in front of the TV watching when we were in college, and right. that is Monster Vision. Fantastic. For those of you, 
right? For those who are, who may not be aware, Terrence, I'll go ahead and tell them what Monster Vision was. Monster yeah. Vision was a show on TNT that aired from June 29th, 1991 till September 17th, 2000. It was absolutely fantastic because it had all your um, your hokey B-roll Halloween movies and, and so much more horror movies. Um, it was it kind of went through a couple of different, uh, we'll call it incantations. Originally, it was just a uh, claymation moon man type host. Um, then it had a narrator voice for a little bit. Penn and Teller hosted it. And then Terrence, in 1996, <laughs> we got our guy. And he remained on the show till the very end. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and drop the name for us, T. Tell, tell the world who our host was. It was our guy Joe Bob Briggs, and he every uh, Saturday night he had uh, the cowboy getup. It was the, uh, the little necktie and the uh, the leather vest, and the, uh, the the set was actually much. You know, looking back at it, I'm like, wow, that's all. All this random stuff just kind of laying around. It, it was in his. Uh, sometimes he was inside of, of his trailer home, and then other times he was out on the front porch of his trailer side, which happened to have neon signs on it. So, so kudos to him. Um, but again, it was it was a fantastic uh, show, mm-hmm. and it had everything you could think of. Um, it had male girls. Um, yeah. I, I can only remember two of them, Honey, Honey and Cat. But uh, they had Joe Bob's male girls who would bring him uh, mail, and they'd be scantily clad. And of course, you know this this was right in the prime of our college days, <laughs> right. so, so that was def- <laughs> that was definitely a plus. <laughs> um, but um, it was a, it was a, a fun show, and as I said, it revolved around uh, horror movies and sort of suspense movies. It, it kind of it, it wasn't all horror movies. They did venture out quite a bit, um, right. and it aired at a time when um, I, I always feel like, especially nowadays, uh, I feel like it's uh, especially with the pandemic. I feel like uh, a Monster Vision uh, reboot is like right there for the taking. Um, but mm-hmm. it aired it aired on TNT uh, when. TNT was still fully under Ted Turner, um, mm-hmm. and again, you know, it was it was that I want to say Southern style, but it definitely you look at the Joe Bob Briggs character, it definitely had that Southern style that came with right. uh, Ted Turner's Ted Turner's kind of broadcasting style. But uh, when the AOL Time Warner merger happened, uh, TNT decided they want to go in a different direction, and in 2000 they changed a lot. They they decided they no longer wanted to be in the wrestling business and got rid of uh, WCW. They decided that they no longer wanted to be, you know, have shows like Monster Vision. They wanted to be more taken more seriously and kind of viewed more in the vein of a uh, AMC or USA Network. They wanted to go more that route. But I don't know. I feel like now is the perfect time to have a uh, reboot of Monster Vision. I'm not sure what Joe Bob Briggs is doing. I know for a little while, I know for a little while he was doing the con circuit, but I can't believe that there's any cons going on right now. So, so I say let's get Joe Bob on the horn and uh, try to get a, a reboot going. Um, right. Now, again, as I said, the show aired from 91 to 2000, but in 96, we got our guy, Joe Bob, and, and from 96 to 2000, he he controlled the ship uh-huh. uh for you and i again that was our entire college career and i think so fondly of sitting back i was telling the story the other day about how Uh-oh. we would sit um perhaps we may have enjoyed some libations i mean the show came on like 11 o'clock at night right um 
but I vaguely remember us possibly having one or two drinks and then mm-hmm. watching the shows, watching the movies, yelling at the TV. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know there were several times where I may have been slightly inebriated during the airing of Carrie and yelled at the TV, they're all going to laugh at you! They're all yeah. going to laugh at you! Um, but this was our thing. And do you remember, like, people used to be ready to go out, and we'd be like, no, 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 man, we got to finish Monster Vision first. Right. And then <laughs> yeah. it was always, it was always, so there was the, the 11, there was always, like, two shows that aired. So there would be the 11 movie, and then there'd be the... Um, his last call which would be like the second movie and i always remember we'd come home uh usually when the last call was on it'd probably be like midway through and then we'd wind up ordering papa john's um Mm -hmm. and just you know eat the pizza and probably pass out during the last half of the movie but again we spent so much time watching that in college (laughs) i mean there were movies like the fog swamp thing King Kong, Gremlins, The the Fly, Predator, Godzilla vs. Mothra, one of my all-time favorites, and you know I you loved when it came on just to see my reaction, right. The Birds. <laughs> the Birds, <laughs> yes, a classic. <laughs> Planet, Planet of the Ape, Carrie, as I mentioned, Beetlejuice, but what were what were some of the things that you loved and what were some of your memories about the 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 show itself and the movies and just our our goofball times together watching this show? Well, as I recall, I think you turned us on to it, uh, <laughs> yeah, and sure myself. <laughs> and I do remember ordering the uh, from Papa John's because Marvin <laughs> never wanted to go down to get it. He would call the order in, but that dude would never want to go get it. <laughs> and then just bring it back to the room, man, and just man, just laugh, having a good time, man. That, <laughs> that hour and a half is two hours. <laughs> You're 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 not wrong. He he would not go downstairs. The man would never go get that. I'm like, dude, you, you gonna get it? No, man, you gonna get it. I'm like, oh man, God. But uh, <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's, it's your turn. Yeah. Turn. When the hell was it your turn? <laughs> His turn was like once every three months. I'm like, dog, he, come on, man. We don't win and got it. Me and Todd, you don't win and got it numerous of times. Oh, God. And he's like, oh, I, I called it in. I'm like, no, you didn't. We called it in. But, uh, but yeah, it was just good times, man. Had a, a few libations, of course. And, uh, you know, man, just, get, you know, see those classics, man. Like, they don't, as I look back on that time frame, like, they don't make movies like that today. And, you know, I go they back don't. and forth with uh, my oldest today because, you know, she's like, oh, she told me about this movie Countdown. So me and her watched it. I said, Ash. I was like, you know, what about that, like Carrie or, or like The Fog, or, you know, like what we talked about. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, that was a good, but I'm like, there's no but to it, baby. It's, those were classics. Like, that's when, like, and I, you know, I don't know if that's because we were younger, you know, this kind of had that little scary aspect to it, that suspenseful aspect to it, but, uh, but the, you know, the, the, the horror movies, no, they like, man, this is trash. This is not horror. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's because it was. I mean, let's be honest. It was it was very simple back then, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of what they could do and what they could couldn't do. And I always say, you know, now we're in such a, uh, a special effects post production world that everything is just trying to be bigger, better, gruesomer. And for me, I mean, I talk about it all the time. Nothing to me. One of the most terrifying scenes of any horror movie is those damn plastic blackbirds in the birds <laughs> when she's running through the city and the yes. town and they're pecking at her. And literally it's somebody, you know, it's some stagehand or some productionist is literally chucking these rubber, 
rubber birds at this at this actress, but it, it was it was you know that that was it. A, a, again, too right. one of the most suspenseful, coolest things. You know, we always talk about it. I don't think anybody who, who knows me will will not know one of my favorite horror scenes ever is <laughs> Michael Myers with that station wagon man. When, he, when he hits the brakes, man. Sometimes <laughs> simple's just better, and I think it gets lost. You know, like we talk about it, the fog was. I mean, really, it was such a stupid concept. It, it, it was, but oh, yeah, it was. You know, but but it, it was. I enjoyed it. I I would sit and and watch the whole thing. I mean, I've been talking about it. I've I've been, um, but actually, I've been talking about it on the show. And it kind of what made me start to think when I was going to do this show. I, it's kind of what kind of like, oh, I gotta I gotta get tea and I gotta talk about Monster Vision is because on the El Rey Network now on Saturday nights, I've been watching all the El Santos movies, which mm-hmm. is the luchador who made a whole bunch of horror movies in the seventies and T. If you haven't watched any of these yet, you got to start watching them because they're fantastic, okay. and it's they've they've been dubbed over in English, so it's even mm-hmm. better. But they air on El Rey every Saturday night. Uh, uh, dude, this week, T, I was laughing my ass off. This fool, right? This this was the premise of the story. Uh oh. He went back in time to rob Count Dracula's riches <laughs> to come what? back to come back and give it to the poor people of Mexico. So, so he, he time. He time traveled uh-huh. back back in time to to where Count Dracula was, which I guess was kind of confusing to me because if Count Dracula was dead, I'm not quite sure why he had to travel back in time. But I, they didn't get to that part. <laughs> they didn't get that deep, obviously. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Um, so yeah, he went back into time and uh, he fought with Dracula and he he stole his riches and, and brought them back to help the poor folk of Mexico. And then uh, there was another one on last week where I think it was called El Santos versus the Outlaw Riders. And uh, he was fighting a leper colony. (laughs) (laughs) You heard me right. Cowboy leper colony. Uh, So these things are fantastic B-rate movies. uh, And I was like, they fit perfectly. But like, I was thinking about it, man. I was like, you know, Monster Vision could make a, a resurgence now because I mean we've got in the 90s because and to kind of put a point of reference on it when we were watching Monster Vision it was in the late 90s early 2000s so it was a lot of 70s and 80s movies but I mean there were sure as hell enough dumbass movies made in the 90s that they could could bring it yeah. and, and just make fun of them I mean you know where I'm going to start they could freaking Uh-oh. do Pitch Black they could do oh, pitch black. Oh my god! <laughs> they could do they could do pitch black, and I could walk out of the theater again. Uh, <laughs> they could do Halloween Resurrection, and and we could enjoy all that great Buster Rhymes reality. That was Resurrection, oh, yeah, resu- right? Was, yeah, resurrection. Was I always get Resurrection and H two O mixed up, but Resurrection H two O was LL Cool J, right? And then Resurrection was. Tyra Banks and, yeah. and Buster yep. Ross. Right? Yep. Stupid ass reality show. Yeah, um, that's all it was. But yeah, so I mean, it it, it could. I mean, I, I feel like it could still work, but uh, it was just it, it was fun, and I I just kind of wish I kind of wish when the merger happened with AOL and and, T and and Turner, I just wish they didn't take themselves so seriously because I think stuff like that's kind of missing. I I miss the old the old horror movie shows. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm just maybe we're getting older, so I'm just sentimental, and I think of the good times that we had. But man, that show was so much fun. 
And I'll tell you, um, the last really good horror movie I seen was back in 2012. Uh, Some older son, because she's like a horror movie buff. Like Scream okay. is her Scream is her thing. Okay. But uh, she talking about this movie Sinister. So we sat down when. Man, I tell you, when we watched that movie, dog, I was scared to go to sleep. Like I had the nightlight on, and my wife was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Hey." I said, hey, I just watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> my older, she was like, well, can I sleep with y'all? I said, no, you're like, you're like 15 years old. No. no. She said, well, I'm scared. I said, hey, baby, I'm scared too. But uh, <laughs> but I said, I say this, but Monster Vision, man, it was just a gem, man, because it was just like you said, just the classic B movies like uh, Toxic Avenger. Like, who, yes. Toxic Avenger. like who, who was sitting and watch that? Like, yep. it's just... It's, it's a good time, you know, just to, you know, have a couple of drinks and just laugh. And uh, I don't want to compare it to the gold of uh, mysteries. And I, okay, I was going to go, I was I was going to get there, but go ahead, go ahead, finish. Okay, but yeah, I don't want to compare it to that because that that's like in a whole nother realm, yes. you know, to myself and you. <laughs> yes. But it's just like, uh, it's like, man, that was, that was just some good times, man, you know, just getting, you know, once again, just getting the late night special, which, uh, Put this in here because I know Marvin gonna listen to this. Marvin, you never got the pizza. It was always your turn. Uh, but you know, man, you know, just it's just just bonding. That like that was our time. Like it's just our bonding time. And I, you know, yep. you just appreciate that time. Yeah, and, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I mean, we would literally put off going out. <laughs> we would literally put off going out to like Tremors or one of the student union parties because we were like, right. nah, man. The people would come. They'd be like, come on, you're, and we'd be like, nah, nah, man, we ain't ready yet. We got some movies still. Planet of the Apes right. still on. We, <laughs> yeah, can't leave yet. Shout out to Charles Hester. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was just it was so much fun. And you're right, it was very. Um, it is in that. Um, it is in that vein of mystery science theater. The only difference was where um, you had them kind of riffing through the whole movie. Uh, with Joe Bob, we got him kind of riffing through uh, the commercial breaks. He, he you right. know, as th- he would kind of do the ins and outs into commercials. Um, but it was it was funny. And I remember even one time, I think it was towards the end, uh, he started having like guests on. And I remember he even had like yes. Wes Craven on once. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a- again. It was it was a fun show. It was a good show, uh, and it gave a chance. I mean, to be quite honest, a lot of times these movies wouldn't air anymore. No. Um, oh, maybe during Halloween, but they you know this gave them the platform to kind of run um, all night, you know, uh, all year round. Um, I know AMC kind of does it, but of course, yeah. again, AMC kind of is the same way as TNT is now, where they kind of take themselves more seriously. Um, so I kind of miss that fun. Um, kind of host aspect to it but uh it, it was good times and again I, I i think you know you and i we will always i don't think there will ever come a time where we don't laugh about the fog we don't laugh <laughs> about the birds and we don't laugh about carrie because right those those i think have to be our top uh, monster vision movies definitely it's, it's, those were classics and it was just like especially the fog like as i look back today i'm like well you know i watch a remake <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, eh, it's, like, it's not as good as the original but then the original I'm just like like what the hell were we watching it's like yeah. the fog some of people then all of a sudden oh you did it's like oh okay <laughs> did did you see um, did you see the movie It uh, the new one right yeah the new one yes yes right. okay so I, I gotta tell you this story about Jonah it was Halloween and mm-hmm one of my friends came over to the our, our community has a Halloween party every year so one of my friends came over and we were going to go to the party and then take Jonah trick or treating um, and 
my friend's name just happens to be George. Mm-hmm. So we're walking and we're trick or treating, and Jonah keeps going, Georgie, get down there. Georgie, get down there. Oh, and no. I was like, I was like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> and then he's like, Georgie, get down there. And he keeps pointing to the, the friggin' the, the, the drainage, the sewer, the sewer drainage yeah, uh-huh. on, the, on the sidewalks, right? And I was like, I said, Jonah, finally, like by the third time, I was like, what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he goes, he goes, I'm telling him to get down. His name is Georgie, like the clown. And I was like, how the heck do you know about it? Right. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, mommy watched it. Oh. I, was, I was laughing so hard. I was like, I was, I was like, I didn't even, I didn't even know who georgie was and george explained to me he's like it's the clown from it mm-hmm. <laughs> so but yep. hi buddy you want to say hello you want to interrupt the broadcast and say hello <laughs> i'm talking about you when you were telling george to get down in the sewer during halloween he's, oh, he's oh, left and, he, and, he, and he, he's he's off he, he burned out <laughs> yep yeah he's out he's he's playing um what are you playing you playing ragdolls and he's got this game that he plays he saw on uh, player select which is a show on disney xd mm-hmm. uh, where kids play the game and react to it uh there's this ragdoll game and he saw that and he did good in his first week of school last week so i let him get the ragdoll game and now he's just been playing it uh, yeah man he's, he's from either something else man hey, it's all it's all tablets or xbox or yep. playstation uh when karen took it i didn't even get to play my playstation <laughs> she took over <laughs> playing a I, I am definitely um, when, when I start playing games with him again I was like I, I definitely when he, whenever he gets a system I was like I have to set up a camera so that I can just record my reactions for you guys because I probably get like decimated in these kids games nowadays <laughs> it can't I be any see. worse than uh, GoldenEye when people just come to our room playing GoldenEye was it Dre who turned the corner that one time <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my god. Was it, was it Marvin or you that it was Marvin that shot? It was Marvin that shot. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, um, I must be inter- I must be breaking his concentration. Hey, uh, before I let you get out of here, T, I'm, I'm gonna ask you now. Uh just because I got you here. The NBA playoffs are set. Can yes, I get sir. a prediction? Can I get a prediction out of you from who's gonna be in the finals this year? Uh I'm gonna say Clippers and Raptors, and I'm gonna say Raptors and six. I just that that first round matchup, and I know I know you're gonna give me some flack about this, but this is the year that. Oh, no, hell no, hell no, <laughs> the, 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 their front line is too big. Nah, like this fool, this fool going home again. <laughs> no, 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 well not first round. Uh, he's going home first round. No, he's going home first round. I just don't. Going. I just don't think outside of LeBron and AD, uh, Kuzma is inconsistent. So you're right with that. Both of these teams, I'm going to say both of these teams are trash. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's crazy that it's a one and an eight seed, and there's not a lot of difference between how much how trashy they are but mm-hmm. um so you figure okay dame and lebron are probably going to cancel each other out so then right. i i expect ad to carry the load and no, nobody nobody on the play is going to be able to carry the load you're all kidding yourself if you think Melo is going to be able to carry the load mr, hey. mr. first round mr hey. first round will be chilling with his feet up somewhere <laughs> with a silly little stupid number seven hat on <laughs> fishing in some lake up in syracuse somewhere Mellow, Mellow is rejuvenated. He got a one-year deal. He's, he's not rejuvenated. He's rejuvenated. Get this, another <laughs> contract, another two-year contract. He'll play till he's what, 37, 38. 
it right up to the sunset. Immediate. Hey. He has the worst win percentage <laughs> in the playoffs of anybody who's ever played in the playoffs. There will be people this year that it was their first year in the playoffs and they will have a better win percentage than him. Wow. Well, he's were. going home. He's going home in the first round. But I wanted, I, I'm actually surprised in, in a good way um, because, quite honestly, T, I, I, I'm a little different in terms of who's going to win. But I'm I'm picking the same two teams in the finals. I, I do think it's going to be the Clippers and the Raptors. As much as I like the Bucks, I just there's something about the Raptors, and I still think they have something they want to prove. Which mm-hmm. can, motivation can be big sometimes. Um, the only thing that I am going to say is I think uh, the Clippers. I think Doc uh, Doc will lead them to another championship with Kawhi. Um, but I mean, we'll we'll see. It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really cool if it is those two teams because you have that drama of the defending mm-hmm. champions versus, you know, the guy who left with his new team now. Um, right. But yeah, I just, it's, I don't think the Lakers, Lakers can't do it. And I just, I keep looking at the Clippers and even though the Clippers, you know, kind of lost here and there mm-hmm. uh, in the restart, I don't honestly think they were playing at all. I, I don't think they were playing their hardest. And But I also think this team is built for a seven game series. Right. Um, so I, I think the only thing that they'll need see this is what I keep saying about the Lakers. There's no way. So the Lakers, the Lakers don't get past Denver and the Clippers. They get past uh-huh, one or the other. Yeah. They either get past you know Denver, or they get past LA. But I, they cannot go with as deep as Denver is and as tough as the Clippers are. The way that Lakers team is built, they're not going to be able to go. Say, say they go seven games with Denver and they manage to beat Denver, they're not going to be able to go in, into a long series with the Clippers. I just, I don't see it happening. Um, you know, and uh, speaking of Denver, and I hate to say this because I'm a KU alum, but Michael Porter Jr. has been balling. He has, uh, and I, I agree with you. As a Nuggets fan, I, I it's kind of tough because it's great, but, <laughs> yeah. but nothing good ever came out of Columbia. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's 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 tough. Um, but they're they're too. I mean, they've they've got you know Porter and uh, Bull Bull is out there doing stuff. You know, Magic Johnson was doing with these full court passes, and I'm like, holy cow. Um, but yep. yeah, I mean that team's deep. The only thing I think, you know, when I think about Denver, and as much as I want to see them succeed and win, I just think uh, they are still very deep. Um, I think, you know, obviously Malone is going to have to shorten up that bench for the playoffs, and then that's oh, yeah. where hard that's where hard decisions are made as mm-hmm. to who you're playing, who you're not playing, and very few people. I mean, there were the Chuck Dailies of the world um, who could manage the Pistons like that, where he knew when. To just you know put a Vinnie Johnson in or or you know a Dennis Rodman or John Sally and let it ride. Uh, right. It's hard sometimes to just bench a starter for the hot hand. So we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I, I do think it will be. I'm I'm glad that made me kind of you know I, in a way I kind of wish you said somebody else so we could have debated a little more. But yeah, I I think um, I I think it will be the Raptors and the Clippers. Um, you know I think I think. Boston and the Clippers could be fun too, just because of the whole Doc Rivers dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. But I just I don't think they have enough. Um, I, yeah, I, I, if it's not the Bucks, I think it's the Raptors. And to me, there's just something I've watched the Raptors a few times in this in this bubble mm-hmm. um, play, and and they they look really good. And I feel like they're being I feel like they're being overlooked. 
Um, so that's why I think they're going to wind up finding themselves in the finals. And this is, I don't, I don't know. Like, I would love to see Boston there as well, but it's like Boston and the Bucks. Well, the, specifically, I'm like, it's something missing there. I mean, you got Giannis there, you got uh, the Lopez twins, you got Middleton, but it, and you got a um, uh, point guard name. He escapes my not my my memory right now, but uh, it's like it's something missing to like get. Need that one extra player like that glue guy that's gonna get them over yep. the hump. Yep. Plus, I mean, well, I guess, I guess maybe I should, you know, um, uh, Frank is in Milwaukee, right? Frank Mason. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Frank Mason is in Milwaukee, so I guess maybe I should be mm-hmm. pulling for him because, because <laughs> at least if the Clippers win, we got uh, which one's there, Marcus? Uh, or Marquis? Marcus. 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 Uh, right? No, uh, Marcus is. No, Marquise is with the Clippers. Okay, and and Marcus yeah. is with the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't we don't have any Jayhawks on the Raptors, so I might have to rethink that one. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think it's gonna be the Raptors and the and the Clippers. Yeah, so, it should yeah. should be a should be interesting uh, playoff start here uh, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, start tomorrow. So. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. So I, I will be tuned in. Uh, all right, my friend. Well, I'm gonna let you get out of here. Thank you so much for joining us. It was great to have this time to kind of talk about joe bob briggs and monster vision and kind of go down memory lane with one of my favorite horror one of my favorite people but also one of my favorite horror movie watching people so uh thanks for stopping in buddy i mean thanks for having me man all right we'll talk soon yes sir all right buddy bye All right, listen up out there, everybody, because I am about to give away a million-dollar idea here on Random Thoughts and Best Regards, so I hope someone is listening and decides to be kind enough to cut me in on this deal. Yo, I got going here in the old hopper. Recently, I spoke to you guys about how I stumbled upon the El Santo and Blue Demon movie series where they're taking on different uh, horror characters icons so to speak i watched el santos and the blue demon vs frankenstein and then i've recently watched uh, el santos in the revenge of the mummy which was god awful <laughs> and one that one was rough to sit through it was so cheesy um, but in watching that it sparked this idea and i honestly i think this is a great idea but i think we need to we need to do some things to ensure its greatness. Number one, when we do this, and I'm going to lay out a remake of these movies for everybody. When we remake these movies, we need to keep them as cheesy, as hokey, as corny, as low budget as they were shot in the 1970s. We need to um, we need to give them that film look. We need we need to really um, preserve the authenticity of this movie series. But here is my brilliant idea. And I honestly, there is a bit of humor in this bit, but there is also a, a, a bit of seriousness in this, in this bit because I think this could be something. I say we take all of these El Santos movies where he's fighting different monster villains and horror villains and we do a remake and we do it with Rey Mysterio Jr. 
how awesome would that be? You take another luchador legend who's current now. There's a whole, there's multiple generations out there. Uh, not only wrestling fans, but uh, Lucha Libre fans who, you know, Ray is a big deal. So we take Ray Mysterio Jr. and we make, you know, Ray versus Frankenstein. Uh, Ray and the Vengeance of the Mummy. Uh, and then we do, he, here's, here's a good one, man. Right, just another, another million dollar idea. Any movie that featured a team up with the Blue Demon. Are you ready for this one? We just insert Ray's former tag team partner. Together, they were tag team champions. We insert Dave Batista into the Blue Demon role. So you'd have Ray and Batista versus Dracula and the Wolfman. I mean, I'm telling you, this is this is something. I, I know times are tough. I know the pandemics. Uh, the pandemic is, is doing a number on um, Hollywood and productions. But I mean, come on. WWE's got their own uh, film company, their own film distribution. Uh, there, there's other companies out there. I mean, this is a great idea. Now, again, I'm talking about it on air, so somebody's got to cut me in on this this deal because I'm I'm giving you the idea, but I'm telling you something, man. I think we could really hit on something. You need to go back and watch. As I told you a couple episodes ago on Random Thoughts and Best Regards, you, you really need to go back and watch these El Santos and Blue Demon horror movies. But I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. We could be on to we could be on to something if we remake all the El Santos and Blue Demon horror movies with Rey Mysterio Jr. and Dave Batista. As much as we all like to try and forget about the Godzilla that was done in 1998, I happened to be watching it the other day again because it's this movie has a really weird effect on me because I actually don't have so much of an issue with the, the actors in it or even the plot line. I mean, there are some holes in the plot line that I don't like, but overall, I don't hate the movie. I just hate the Godzilla like I hate the version of Godzilla that they made in that movie he was basically a giant t-rex you have to remember this was 1998 so we're five years coming off of Jurassic Park and they just essentially took a t-rex from Jurassic Park and and put it into the role of Godzilla it was god awful it just it didn't fit it didn't look right nobody was buying it it wasn't Godzilla and they tried to sell it as Godzilla for those of you who aren't aware of what I'm talking about, in 1998, there was a Hollywood version of Godzilla put out. It was released on May 20th, 1998. It was directed by Roland Emmerich, and uh, it was put out by Centropolis Entertainment. Now, I will say this, kind of deceiving, because the box office did pretty well. The movie grossed $379 million. So the box office for it did pretty well, and in a second I'll kind of explain to you some of the trickeration that they used leading up to the movie actually being released, uh, which kind of suckered a lot of people in, myself included. Um, but the plot of the movie was uh, kind of similar to some of the other Godzilla movies in, in its inception, in the fact that uh, there's nuclear testing being done. The only thing that was weird to me in this version it was done by the French government, so the French government uh, inadvertently mutates 
a lizard's nest during a nuclear bomb test, and years later, said lizard makes its way to New York City. And there we have the plotline for Godzilla. Uh, it was just, again, it, was, it wasn't a bad storyline. I didn't like the whole French part, part of it being the French government. I, I thought it could have just as easily been the U.S. government. And I didn't like the whole, I could have done without the, the, the nest eggs, the Godzilla eggs that were laid in Madison Square Garden. Um, but overall, this just had a very, when you watch the movie, the, the cast featured Matthew Broderick, um, Mario Patillo, also featured uh, Hank Azaria and Henry Shearer, who if you're a Simpsons fan, you're very familiar with their voices. They do a lot of the voice characters in The Simpsons. Uh, they were also in the movie. I don't hate the plot so much. There's things I don't like. I don't like the involvement of the, the French government as the ones who dropped the bomb. And like I said, I, I don't like the eggs being in you know a nest in, in Madison Square Garden. I don't like the kind of dino DNA feeling of Jurassic Park that it had but I actually watched this movie the other day and what I started doing was I started envisioning the King of the Monsters Godzilla in each scene of the 98 version and I was like holy crap if you could just superimpose the Godzilla that we all now know and love from King of the Monsters this would be an amazing blockbuster like there are some really cool aesthetic shots where if it was Godzilla the way he was meant to be even if you use a previous version of Godzilla anything but that god-awful uh Dinozilla uh this would have been a smash hit so uh, you know I was just laughing to myself because if you take the legendary pictures Godzilla that is you know now has the franchise and put that replacing the Dinozilla of the 98 Godzilla, this is a smash hit. And that, you know, I remember two years ago I had my son watch the movie because he's very into Godzilla. And so it was the first time I had him watch the 98 version because I was curious. I was actually curious, wanted to see where it goes. And he said, Daddy, what is this? And I said, It's Godzilla. He said, This isn't Godzilla, Daddy. As soon as he saw the Godzilla, he's like, This isn't Godzilla, Daddy. Now, this is from a little kid, right? So obviously, longtime fans of Godzilla weren't going to be snowballed. The tricky thing that they did in marketing this movie in 1998 because I was very excited about it. What they did, they were smart. They were crafty. Through all the trailers and everything else, they'd only show you Godzilla's eye. So you only saw the eye and the center green pupil. You'd see it and you were, you were, everybody was on board. So we were all expecting the Godzilla, the Toho Godzilla that you know we know and love, the Godzilla that we've followed for years. That's, that's what all of us were expecting to see when we went into the movie theater and they suckered us all in and they got all our cash that opening weekend and we all sat down and we were introduced to this god-awful Dinozilla. Um, it was just horrible. But again, it's funny because I just hated the version of Godzilla. Didn't hate the movie. Didn't even hate the plot line or the cast. There were a lot of pluses about the movie, even though the movie kind of gets panned now because everybody just focuses on the Godzilla part. Aside from that major debacle, it wasn't really terrible. But if you want to have some fun, if you're a huge Godzilla fan like I am, and you want to have some fun, I'm telling you, go back and watch the 98 version and just insert the legendary pictures Godzilla in 
in the scenes and there are some cool aesthetics like if you imagine the one where the the dino godzilla eats the helicopter he's coming up the shot is kind of top to bottom and he comes up and he eats the helicopter like that would be awesome if it was the godzilla that we know and love from king of the monsters uh just several you know if it was the real godzilla that kind of went face to face with matthew broderick like that those types of scenes would have been awesome and amazing and you know again as i was watching it it was funny because it also dawned on me i said you know what i give i give legendary pictures a lot of credit too because as much as people try to erase and ignore the 98 godzilla we try to forget that it happened because we don't look at it as that really being godzilla that was some mutated dinosaur that showed up in new york and and not godzilla we try to separate it from the legacy of godzilla i credit legendary pictures because if you go back and watch their first Godzilla movie, so not King of the Monsters, not the one that was just out this summer, but would have been, I want to say, 2014, I think. Uh, the original Godzilla with legendary pictures. Where does that movie start? And I give them so much props for this. That movie starts in 1999. So a year after the last Godzilla movie. So 1998 was when Godzilla was quote-unquote last scene they start their movie in 1999 and then move the timeline forward and I always thought Legendary Pictures has done such a good job of honoring the heritage of Godzilla and and pulling things from the history of Godzilla and and putting little easter eggs in all their movies and I thought it was great that they didn't they didn't even ignore the, the the whatever you want to call it the the, the bastard of the family and Godzilla 1998 or the Hollywood Godzilla as everybody calls it uh, they picked up right where it left off they started their franchise in 1999 so I always give them props for that but again if you're bored and you've got some time rewatch the 98 Godzilla play a trick on your mind and insert the King of the Monsters Godzilla in it and you know what it would not be a terrible movie Let's go ahead and stay on the Godzilla frontier as we just spoke about uh, the old 1998 version of Godzilla. Let's go ahead and talk about the latest installment, Kong vs. Godzilla, which uh, was slated to be out in November of this year, so November 2020. It is now being pushed back to sometime in 2021, obviously, as we documented and spoke about many times here on random thoughts and best regards uh the film industry hollywood production companies everybody's just taking a beating uh with the pandemic and covid19 and uh, we've seen many movies either decide to go uh straight to on-demand releases or push back their release dates uh disney recently pushed back the release of mulan um, so many companies now uh, with, with bigger motion pictures, blockbusters, um, are now starting to push the release dates back. So Converse Godzilla will not be out in November of 2020. And instead will sometime be released in 2021. I wanted to go ahead and talk about that a little bit today because recently they had, um, I guess, a leak of the toy line. So some of the toys for the movie... 
um, were on display somewhere or, or, or something happened and photos leaked out. So uh, one of the things that immediately got people kind of rumbling, grumbling about it is the Kong figure um, features a weapon that Kong has molded. It looks very similar to an axe, so we'll just go ahead and call it an axe. It looks like Kong has molded himself or made himself some type of axe to battle Godzilla with. So a lot of people right away um, were complaining about this, but they were also saying in the same token that this might under help us better understand or explain how the fight will be more even between Kong and Godzilla. And uh, I, I think one thing that you do have to take into account as as the uh, small amount of footage or, or shots that we've seen leaked from this movie is the Kong that everybody is thinking of from Skull Island is now much older in Kong versus Godzilla. So I believe um, what the uh, director of, of Skull Island had said is that Kong has aged 45 years between Skull Island and Kong versus Godzilla. So this is a much more mature Kong. So that is, I believe, how they're trying to explain the size difference. So clearly Kong is is going to have grown um, and now I guess will match the whatever 600 feet that Godzilla is. And, you know, in, in, in Skull Island, Kong was probably about 300 feet tall. He's, he's matured. He's grown. Apparently he has what what some people would say appears to be a beard he's Kong has kind of grown up facial hair to make him look older um so these are some of the things that are being used to explain how it's going to be a fair fight between Kong and Godzilla because that has been a legitimate question after seeing Godzilla in King of the Monsters his size his strength uh people questioned you know how are they going to make this work I hearken back to the original Kong versus Godzilla from, uh, I want to say 1962, definitely 1960s, I want to say 1962 was the Toho version of Kong versus Godzilla, and that one always had a very ambiguous ending. You, you have Kong and Godzilla um, fighting on Mount Fuji, and there's the kind of ambiguous ending that's always been argued about who won. Did Kong win? Did Godzilla win? Uh, there, there are some from Toho who say, you know, indeed Kong won, but it's always been very ambiguous, and that's kind of the way that I always viewed at it. I always viewed there really there wasn't a winner; it was kind of an ambiguous ending. And because when you have two major players like this, I don't think you really can have a definitive answer unless you're looking to end a franchise. And and at the time. In 1960, I definitely don't believe Toho was looking to do that, and that's kind of also how I feel about the this series and the, and the legendary series and the, the monster universe that they've built. I don't feel that they're ready to end this universe, so I'm thinking that this movie is going to have to have, when people question, you know, how's Kong going to fight Godzilla, I'm assuming this is going to have to have some type of ambiguous ending. Now, the interesting part to me is Legendary is saying there will be a definitive winner. Now, is that just marketing and and showmanship on their part to say, oh, there'll be a definitive winner and then, you know, we'll we'll see something happen. Um, You know, there's there's many different avenues that you could take, of course. You could always have a definitive winner and then, you know, we we see a new generation, a a child of of either, you know, Kong or Godzilla's like, uh, you know, so there, there are ways to 
to kind of reinvent the wheel here. I just I don't see Legendary ending this franchise. So I, I, I'm curious to how the movie's going to play out. Um, from what I understand, Legendary is taking um, some some bits and pieces uh, of to uh, of a uh, uh, let's say uh, an homage as an homage to the original uh, 1960s movie. Um, there are some who said there's a scene in the movie where Kong picks up a uh, tree and swings it at Godzilla, and they said it's very reminiscent to the scene on Mount Fuji where uh, Kong picks up a tree and tries to shove it down Godzilla's throat. Um, so we'll see. Hey, listen, I'm very excited about this movie, um, as is my son. Uh, you know, both of us are huge Godzilla fans. Um, I think maybe I haven't told this story on, on the show before, but uh, my son has his own Godzilla toys, but he also has the same Godzilla toy that that I got when I was a little kid. Um, I, I saved it all these years, and, and he has it now, so I'm, I'm this toy is uh is well into its its 40s um and it was given to me at my uh, by my grandparents uh, we were at a christmas party at, a, at the fire station that my grandfather uh, belonged to my grandfather was a fireman and uh the present that my brother and i both got was was our own godzilla that had uh you press a tab on the back of his head and and he has like a flame that shoots out and he also had a, a spring-loaded hand that shoots so my son has that Godzilla he plays with it all the time uh, it's probably about a foot tall it's 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 a tall it's it's a big toy it's you know uh, his his toys now are kind of like his Godzilla's now are kind of like five six inches this one's this one's probably at least a, a foot tall uh, if, if not more but he's got it he plays with it all the time he's got a, a aircraft carrier that he's always playing with Godzilla and Mothra and, and, and uh, he's got Mega Godzilla or excuse me Mecha Godzilla um, but um, the argument has been made, how is Kong going to fight Godzilla in this new movie? Because if you look at the, the 1960s version, Kong had Godzilla's weakness on his side, and, and that was electricity. You know, Kong, Kong drags him into the water and he uses electricity against Godzilla. Well, now, in the Legendary series, or the Legendary version of Godzilla house is going to work because we already know that Godzilla only gets stronger from things of that nature uh you know from energy from the atomic bomb uh from nuclear weapons Godzilla only gets stronger so it's very curious and I'm sure and I do have to say I've said this before on the show Legendary has done a great job with the the franchise we've had so far in this monster universe that they've had we had um we've had Skull Island we had the original Godzilla in 2014, and, and then we had King of the Monsters, um, and now we'll have Kong versus Godzilla. I don't by any means think this is the end of the franchise, even though they're saying there will be a definitive winner. Um, we will just have to wait and see. Uh, I'm curious to see how it's handled. I personally, uh, there's going to be an ambiguous ending or a swerve. I honestly do not expect to see one of them come out on top but again like i said there may be a winner kong may win or godzilla may win but we're going to find out there's a child somewhere or you know uh, maybe godzilla or or something um the other thing that people are asking which i think is interesting is what is the reason for the fight because in the toho version the reason for the fight was that japan was being terrorized by godzilla so kong was brought in to combat Godzilla to to help the people of Japan. 
Well, for all intents and purposes, in the last two Godzilla movies, Godzilla's played the role of a good guy or a good monster. Uh, so how does this play out? Does, does Kong play the role of heel, which doesn't really seem like it's been set up for that yet. Um, I did say this at the end of uh, King of the Monsters. Godzilla gives a look to Rodan, and Rodan bows his head. And to me, that was an inclination that they may be trying to turn Godzilla heel. And that since Godzilla was now, you know, Godzilla knocked off Monster Zero King Ghidorah, he was now the king. Was it going to, we'll say, go to his head, for lack of a better term? And was that how they were going to try to turn him sort of heelish for this fight with Kong? Or do we see a situation maybe where Godzilla is the king of the monsters and he is, you know, still somewhat of a good guy, but Kong is laying his claim to being the alpha? Is it, is it more of an alpha battle? Kong is saying, hey, I'm Alpha. Because if you remember, when the all call went out in King of the Monsters, Kong was nowhere to be found. Now, we were alluded to Kong many times throughout the movie, but Kong never showed up when all the other monsters were showing up. Kong never showed up. So why was Kong, or what was the reasoning behind Kong not answering the Orca call, or Kong not answering the call of King Ghidorah, if King Ghidorah was the King of the Monsters? So there's... There's some interesting things that are at play here. Uh, I'm very anxious. We're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Uh, as I mentioned, Kong versus Godzilla was due out in November of 2020. Obviously, the pandemic has changed that as it has changed various things uh, in people's lives right now. Uh, but uh, it will be out sometime in 2021. So we'll just have to keep spinning the rumor mill and uh, figure out what's going to happen with this one. All right, that's going to do it for this monstrous version of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. I want to thank everybody for joining us this week and invite you to come on back next week. We're going to have a fun one with a few special guests, and we will be talking playoff basketball. So come on back next week right here for a brand new edition of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. Until then, I am T-O-Double-D saying stay safe, stay healthy. Thanks for listening to my dad's show.